The Bible Study Podcast, episode 363. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Psalms with Psalm 23. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We are continuing on in the study of the book of Psalms. We did Psalm 20 last week. I'm actually going to skip over Psalm 21 because it was kind of a familiar theme. Psalm 22 we actually did out of order a few weeks ago, and so I would refer you to that episode. And Psalm 23 we have also done, but it has been at least five years since we've talked about Psalm 23, so I didn't think that it was too bad to go back and repeat that. One of the reasons that I wanted to talk about Psalm 23 rather than skipping over it is that I was just at a memorial service today for a friend's mother who was 91 when she died, who I had known also, and Psalm 23 was read. And I would think Psalm 23 is probably one of the most common verses to be read at a memorial service, and we'll look at why that might be. I don't think that's necessarily what it was written about, but we definitely start to associate it with that. And probably of all the Psalms, this may be one of the most famous. And it is a Psalm, again, by David. You may know the version that I grew up with from the King James Version, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But it sounds like this in the NIV. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's interesting, first of all, to notice that one of the reasons, of course, that we use this psalm so often at funeral services is that in the King James Version, this, of course, was, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, of course, one could point out that David was talking about walking through the valley, and so he wasn't talking about, yea, though I die. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, even though I go through a time in my life that is the most difficult. Now, I want to go back to the beginning here a bit because I jumped in kind of in the middle. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, David was a shepherd. That was his first career, you may recall, his second career being that of a warrior. A warrior for King Saul started after he killed a giant named Goliath when he was still fairly young, and then his next career after that an outlaw, and his fourth career being a king. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. So as David thinks about God, he's putting God here in the terms of something that he understood and also that something that would be quite common to a pastoral people like the Israelites who are known for their flocks. Many shepherds and a lot of shepherd language in the Bible, both Old and New Testament. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. That is the job of a shepherd, if you think about it. In case you don't know, a sheep is a fairly stupid animal. My father was a shepherd for a while, one summer during World War II, and he has a few stories about sheep that he passed on to me. And one of the things that he told me is that if you leave a flock of sheep in a particular field, they will eat 
through the grass, they will eat the roots, they will destroy the field, and then they would starve because there wouldn't be anything to eat. And so one of the things that a shepherd does is it moves the sheep from field to field so that one, they don't destroy the field, and also so that they continue to have something to eat. And so a sheep needs a shepherd. A flock of sheep needs a shepherd. When I think about Jesus, when he looked at the people of Israel and said, you are like sheep without a shepherd. You don't know what you're doing, and you don't always even act in your best interest, and that is what sheep do. But David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. If I follow what God wants, if I go where he leads, if I follow his direction, then I lack nothing, then I won't find myself in need of anything. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and so he's going to direct me to the places where I need to go for refreshment, for sustenance. What that also means is the shepherd has a plan. The shepherd basically knows where he wants the sheep to go and knows what pastures are green at what times of year. Maybe the highlands in the summertime when it is warmer and the lowlands in the winter. The sheep doesn't know the plan But the sheep knows the shepherd. The sheep doesn't have to know why they're going from here to there and why things have changed as they have, but needs to trust that the shepherd knows and how true that is with us as well. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. I am told that sheep prefer a quiet pond to a roaring stream. They get a little skittish. Sheep don't have a lot of natural defenses, in case you haven't noticed. And it's the shepherd that protects them from the wolf. And so they get a little skittish by noisy things like babbling brooks. So he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. He guides me along the right paths, certainly a very shepherd reference. The shepherd knows how to get from one field to another. But as David turns this into his life, and as he looks at God at his shepherd, he says, he knows where the plan is, and he knows where he's going, and for his name's sake. And I think that means for the glory of God, for the plan of God, I will follow this shepherd. I will follow God where he wants me to go even though I don't know what the plan is, even though I don't know what's over the hill or at the end of this path. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The protection, as we said, of the sheep is the shepherd, and to have the good shepherd protecting us is great protection indeed. And this also says that sometimes to get from one place to another, The shepherd had to take the sheep through dark valleys, through scary places. Can you remember when you were a kid, how a place that was scary was less scary when you put your hand in your father's? I think similarly, the same idea here is that that place would be scary if we weren't following a shepherd who we knew we could trust and who knew what he was doing. So even though we walk through the darkest valley or through the valley of the shadow of death, Even though we walk into death itself, we serve and follow a shepherd who has been through that as well. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. That says two things. One is that God can protect us and that there is evil. 
There is evil in this world. There is sometimes evil that will touch our lives. And there is also pain and there is loss. The memorial service that we went to today, we were mourning a woman who had herself buried three husbands during her time here. There are dark valleys. But it says, your rod and staff, they comfort me. And we've talked about this before, but at the risk of repeating myself, the shepherd carried two particular instruments, a rod and a staff. The rod is a big club, basically, and the staff is that thing that you're familiar with, with the hook on the end. You use the rod on the wolf. It's the weapon that protects you. And David, even by the time he fights Goliath, has killed the lion and the bear who have been after his sheep. But the staff you use on the sheep, you use the staff on the sheep to try and encourage a sheep to go where it may not want to go, with a little swat on the behind sometimes, or you use that hook to pull the sheep when it's gotten into trouble. And I wonder sometimes when it says they comfort me, sometimes I don't want to be disciplined by God, and yet the discipline of God is also comfort. When God corrects us because we are heading in the wrong direction and gives us sometimes a little swat on the behind because we are moving in the wrong way and he wants us to go somewhere else, that too is comforting because it's comforting that we know that we have a shepherd who cares for us, who cares what happens to us, and who loves us enough not to leave us in the mess that he sometimes finds us. And like sheep, often mess that we have gotten ourselves into all by ourselves. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I think of the book that I read when I was a kid in the presence of my enemies that was about the POWs in Vietnam who remembered these verses as their Bibles were taken away, as their freedoms were taken away, as they were tortured and beaten. They remembered these verses. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. This says that sometimes we will have enemies, but that God is more powerful and that God will triumph. He prepares a table so that we might sit and feast on victory, even in the presence of those who would work against us. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. The anointing of head with oil would be something that David would see further down the line as he goes to his fourth career as king, as he becomes the anointed one of God, the one who God chooses to work through. My cup overflows, David says, look at all that you have done for me. And certainly from someone who goes from shepherd of a flock of sheep to shepherd of the people of God, a lot was given to David and a lot is given to us as well. And it's important, I think, for us like David to remember all the things that God has done for us, to have that attitude of gratitude, to understand when our cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that is, of course, the other reason why we use this at memorial services is to remind us that we are here temporarily, that we are just on a journey now following a shepherd, even through the valley of the shadow of death, even when the days of this life come to an end. It is not the end of our journey. We follow the same shepherd, a shepherd who loves and cares for us and whose love and goodness will follow us all the days of our life. I pray this week that you would remember that shepherd is with you, that you would follow him, and that your cup would overflow. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. 
You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.